The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over at So-Called Fantasy Experts. Uh, my co-host is AJ Abelgarth. He's having a little technical difficulties right now, so he should be calling in fairly soon. Um, I'm sitting here right now watching the, the Wizards almost blow a home game in the playoffs it's really close right now a couple minutes left so typical Washington area team blowing it in trying to blow it in the playoffs the Capitals tried to do it in the first round of the NHL playoffs and now because like AJ and I talked about a couple weeks ago the most ridiculous dumbest playoff seeding possible in sports the penguins are now the next opponent for the capitals they are the second best team in the east there is no way that the Capitals should play them in the second round and we're awful in the playoffs and we're awful against the penguins so i hate to do it but i kind of don't think we're gonna win this series um i don't even know if they're playing I don't know when the first game is, but uh yeah, it's it's not it's not good. But uh there is AJ, so let's pull him in. What's going on, man? Testing, testing. Testing, Does this testing. Work? We got do we have a headset? We have liftoff. We have liftoff. All right. You sound totally different on the headset, but it's good. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, Define so how, about how it, is it more of a soothing demeanor that I have coming across now? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a cheap ass pair of headsets, a cheap ass headset that I gave you for free. Um, it's old. That's what it sounds like. Um, that's my fault though. Anyway, I'm that's all right. I will be, uh, I will be upgrading this weekend. I'm going to uh, oh, nice. bite the bullet, bite the bullet here and, Go ahead and just move forward with the new laptop, get myself a nice headset, get myself a nice little microphone. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, I, um, I'll tell you what I use, and, I, you know, nobody's ever said anything, I've, and I don't know, I don't think it sounds terrible. I've, I've listened to the shows back, and you know, pretty often. I just have these gaming headsets that I, I got from, I think it was like, I think I got these from GameStop. I don't know. Turtle Beach, they're USB. They plug right into the PlayStation 3. They work, man. I'll, I'll, you can just use these. I mean, they're probably a lot cheaper than buying one of those like super fancy microphones that, I don't know. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think you and I really need that quite yet. But, you know, if you want to shell out the money for it, by all means, go ahead. Surprisingly, uh, anyway. yeah, was, uh, well, we won't have to get into it. But surprisingly, some of the ones I was looking on on Amazon weren't that expensive. <clears throat> I was kind of shocked. But I'll have to take anyway, a look. go on. 
so so yeah, what did so I uh, talking, what did I miss here? Uh, I was just kind of you know killing time, waiting for you here, talking about how the the Wizards are not quite dominating at home like I was hoping they would, considering they got pretty dominated on the road against Atlanta. So looks like we're gonna have to win all four at home here, unless we can figure out how to win on the road all of a sudden in the playoffs here. But they're they're struggling to close it out here. I mean, it's 101-96 with a minute 20 left. Atlantis is kind of hanging around. So, but, uh, you know, I was talking about how the, the Cats, they finally got through their first-round matchup here. God, hit a three. And uh, now they get to face, the, in my opinion, the two-seed in the East, the Penguins, who we are terrible against. So I'm not looking forward to that matchup one bit. But, uh, you know, I don't want to harp too much on that. I already spoke for a few minutes on it. What I want to get to before we get into all our baseball talk tonight is Adrian Peterson to the Saints. Um, What are you thinking about this, man? I mean, is this good for him? Good for, you know, bad for him? Bad for Mark Ingram? I mean, look, Tim Hightower's not there, so, I mean, what, what do you do here with these guys? Yeah, I, if anything, I, I think it kind of hurts both of them. Um, I, I mean, I, I do like AP. I think he's still got a little bit left in the tank. You know, he's had a couple bad injuries that have kicked him out for, you know, full seasons, basically. Um so I feel like he still has some left to prove. Um, I don't. I, I feel like he went to the Saints because they were really the only ones that seemed to want him at this point. Um, yeah. But I, it'll be interesting. I I think if if they can find a way to get him and um. Uh, I'm blanking on his name now. The other running back. <clears throat> Mark Ingram. Mike's, what's that? Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Yeah, Ingram. Sorry. That's all right. Um, if, if they can get him and Ingram on the field at the same time, that's going to be a bit scary because you already know that Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Um, he's got fantastic weapons on the outside, and then now he's going to have two fantastic weapons behind him as well. I mean, that's the way their offense is, but they they need to focus on defense, unfortunately. So as long as they're yeah, going to keep putting up massive points, then okay. Yeah, I just okay kind of wonder, it. like, what kind of value each one of these people, you know, each one of those guys is going to have, and and what the what the real workload is going to be for both of them, you know. You kind of wonder if Mark Ingram is just going to be take over that Tim Hightower role, and uh, and and get and just be that pass catching back, you know. And AP is going to be the the one two down back, uh, and then every once in a while you'll just see where AP doesn't have it. So Sean Payton just goes strictly with with uh, with Mark Ingram. I mean, he did it a, a bunch of times last year. I mean, it. it pissed me off to no end I was a you know I, I was a Mark Ingram owner and I had no idea when to play him 
Honestly, no idea. No. And so, like, I I think at best one of them is going to be an RB two. At best, that's that's kind of my opinion. So, you know, take it easy on these guys in drafts. And actually, another guy, another older running back, 31 years of age, finally got traded today. Marshawn Lynch finally ends up at, with the Raiders. So, you know, the Raiders all along have been saying it needs to happen before the draft, it needs to happen before the draft, and it finally did. So, they traded the rights to the Raiders, and look, without um, um, blanking on his name now, too, running back last year for the Raiders. Without Murray. him there, Latavius Murray. Yeah, Latavius Murray, you know, without him there, Marshawn Lynch can carve a huge rollout, but they went heavy committee last year, too, at times. Uh, they, you know, they've got some fairly capable backs behind him. I, you know, I, I think Lynch is going to get the bulk of the workload here for sure, uh, at least to start and to see what he can do. But, I mean, like, the guy just took a year off of football. Was he keeping himself in shape? I have no idea. Let's hope he wasn't eating too many skills. Let's put it that way. So, um, <laughs> I mean, who knows with this guy? I mean, look, in my dynasty league, three weeks ago, I, nobody was paying attention. Waivers opened up, like, the week before. I went in. I just happened to even think about it. I was like, I, I don't wonder if Marshawn Lynch was available because all the news started coming out about him possibly going to the Raiders. He went out there. He was out there, and I went and bid three bucks on him out of fifty dollars for all-season fab budget, and I got him because nobody was paying attention. So look, now I've got Marshawn Lynch for three bucks. I mean, it doesn't hurt, you know. It just gives me, who knows, you know. I figured it's worth a shot. It's better than have to crap out there now. Um, but I've got him and AP actually, so I'm kind of like, let's hope one <laughs> of them, hit. let's hope one of them hits, right? Uh, <laughs> just throwing a prayer out there at this point with those guys. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know what to think about Marshawn Lynch. I mean, you got any real thoughts about it? I know we didn't prepare for that one. I just kind of found out about it. Yeah, it was just kind of dropped out today as well. Um, I, I mean, I like the move for him. I, I think, you know, he's coming back home. He's going to want to have this, you know, desire to – prove that he can still play and, and, and do it in front of his hometown fans. Um, it, it is a switch to, I, I guess a tougher division overall because of, you know, what we saw him running over the last couple, uh, years of his career up in Seattle. Um, you know, he kind of had two gimmies against, the Niners and uh, and the Rams, I feel like, but yeah, I I think he'll be he'll be in a good spot. He's got a good offense around him. They did like to share the ball to the running backs, but both of those other guys were rookies, so I think you know they're going to still be there. They're going to be taking carries away. I don't think they're going to take goal line carries away from Marshawn. I mean. That's where not. he shines, and and I, I think he's going to have a good season. Honestly, I, I I do think he'd be you know a viable second, maybe third round pick. 
I mean, that might be a little bold. That but. might be a little high, I think. But you know, I think, I think maybe if he goes crazy in in uh, in the preseason and, and really shows that he's breaking them loose and, and looks like his old self, then his stock's gonna rise big time. But yeah, uh, until then, I think. I don't know. I don't think I could really take a risk on him, like in the second round or even third round. Um, I, I just don't think I can do it. Um, but yeah, so move, let's move on to our baseball talk here, man. We we got a lot. <clears throat> the the big news, and I mean, it's kind of old, so it's not really news anymore. But the the big uh, hammer dropped last week. I think it was, I think it was the day after our podcast. So we didn't get to talk about it last week with, with Madison Bumgarner and his off the field injury, riding a dirt bike. And look, I mean, these guys have hobbies. I get it, man. You, you don't want to sit there and like, just tell them to know he can't do anything, but he's not going to be out six to eight weeks at a minimum. Minimum. There is worry from the giants organization that he's actually going to be out longer He's got bruised ribs. I think it was like a grade one to two AC joint sprain. I mean, you're talking pretty big time injuries for a pitcher, especially when you start talking about that shoulder, man. That's not good. Um, no. And this guy's been a, a workhorse for them. I mean, he pitches monster innings every season, has like never gotten hurt, and then he goes out and does something like this. I mean, we see this far, far too often from these star athletes, from any athlete. These guys go out, they do something stupid, something silly during the either off-season, uh, <clears throat> during during the season, even worse. I mean, at least, at least if it had happened like, during the off-season, if it happened in like, December, you missed six to eight weeks, that's fine. You're back for the season, whatever. Still, it sucks. Um, but... I don't know. You know, I, I wrote about this in in the the week four six pack that these guys they you know I don't think they should be fined. I don't think you should just go here. I'm fining you two hundred thousand dollars. Fining you however much money because that's not fair. Like you're gonna find Madison Bumgarner who I you know I don't know what his salary is. I'm sure it's pretty pretty lucrative at this point. You know, you're going to find somebody like him, $200,000, and it's going to hurt. $200,000 is not to anybody. But you could find him 200000 But if you were to find, you know, the the rookie making $500,000 a year for the same thing, like that really hurts. So I don't think you can do it financially. The way I see it is we'll treat them like we get treated at our organization. Think about it. We get hurt. Even if it's, you know, we get hurt, we get sick, we miss work, right? We get what's called FMLA. And that is there really to do nothing but protect your job. It means when you come back, no matter how long you're gone, you still have a job. And during that time, you if you want to get paid in full, you have to use all of your vacation, all of your sick time in order to get paid. <clears throat> if you want to get paid once all of that is up, you can elect to get what's called half pay if you are on FMLA. I think that's what needs to happen here. You know, like these players need to accrue leave up 
it can build up depending on how many years you've been with the organization and so on and so forth. You can work it into your contract, whatever needs to happen. But they need to get hit in the wallet. You know, like something needs to happen where they feel feel like, okay, maybe I shouldn't risk doing this because guess what? It's going to hurt my paycheck. <clears throat> and it's going to be all my fault. I mean, maybe I'm totally crazy. Like, look, I hate siding with the owners here, but I'm sure owners are pissed off at stuff like this constantly. And <clears throat> I, I actually side with them on this one where – Something needs to happen because these guys can't go out and constantly do this type of stuff over and over again. You know, like, it reminds me of, you know, this was a long-ass time ago, but, you know, Jeremy Shockey in the motorcycle accident, you know, that he got into. Uh, I forget, somebody else got, like, a motorcycle accident and hurt themselves in football. You know, and then, like, you, yeah, I mean, and then you hear about these things like, oh, I slipped, and then, and then you get these guys that, like, oh, I slipped in the shower. And then you find out later it was like they were playing – they're playing like hoops with their buddies and they like broke an ankle and you're like, are you serious? Like guys, you're not only hurting yourself, but you're hurting your team <clears throat> and you need, they need to get somehow punished. And maybe this isn't a real punishment, but it puts a little more of the ownership of this on them. Like, Hey, you lose all your leads, you lose all your whatever. And then you finally, you don't get paid as much after 30 days off or whatever, you know, like now if you get hurt on the job, if you get hurt on the job, that doesn't count. You get hurt pitching in the game. That's different. I don't think that should count, but if you get hurt doing something stupid outside, I think it should work exactly the same as what we get. You know, what do you think about that? Well, I'd like to start with two uh, very descriptive, imaginary uh, wordsmithing quotes right now to to move along with this. I mean, you, you talk about Bumgarner being a workhorse, and that makes me think of two things. A, the fact that he was on top of a horse, I believe on opening day or at some point walking through the stadium on this horse – and I'm pretty sure that he he probably found this horse on an abandoned beach in Hawaii and basically rode it across the Pacific Ocean to San Francisco uh, to, to be there for opening day. Uh, that is the first imagery. The second one is that that whole thing probably stemmed from an Old Spice commercial. That is the second. Uh, and the third that I have is like these other guys that you were talking about where they do something really stupid. It's like, Hey, I'm signing my contract. Ah, paper cut. I'm on the DL 10 and I'm out six weeks. What the hell is that? Um, anyway, yeah. all right. That was a little sidebar, but I, I, I think he went off on a little bit of a tangent and that's kind of why I threw those in there because I'm very good at going off on tangents, but I, I, I agree that there should be some sort of, hit to the to the financials and and you know making these players uh responsible and accountable for their actions outside of the game. Okay, fine, I get it. You want to have a life. You want to do fun things. That's great. But instead of getting into the whole 
minutiae of the FMLA and comparing, contrasting to that, the owners just need to build something straight into their contract that says, you're allowed to have a life, but if something happens, it's going to cost you X to X and, and have something defined as far as you can and can't do this. And it's actually been in some contracts. Um, I can't think of the player is, that had it and, now. And but can, it I, was, can I, can I, can I cut you off there just for a minute? So yeah. I thought about that. And look, that has been done in the past. There have been players, and I can't think of names right now. There have been players where things have been put in their contracts, you know, stipulations about that exact situation. My issue with that is, look, there's going to be that desperate team out there that will not put it in his contract. And he'll decide with them instead. I agree 100%. So I don't think that that is a viable solution. That's why I said there needs to be some sort of, like, mandated – you know, MLB policy, like we kind of have, you know, with leave and FMLA and all that kind of crap. You know, I don't know what you want to call it for them. You know, I don't think it needs to be as quite as restrictive as ours, but there needs to be something else. Yeah, I, I don't know the F my life acquittal. I, I don't know, but um, it, it's still. <laughs> It works, I guess. I don't know, but sure. I, I see what you're saying, it, and and yes, it will get bypassed on those desperate teams, like you know maybe a, a Billy Bean in Oakland who's done with sabermetrics for once and wants to just sign somebody who's kind of on the downslope of their career, doesn't want to piss them off too much because then they'll go somewhere else. But I can't remember the player. There there was a specific player that that had some stuff in a few years back and it was stuff like you can't go surfing. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like it was spread out that all of these hobbies, this person wanted to do and like to do, they could not do uh, because of fear of getting hurt doing them. And they, they agreed to it and they said, okay, yeah, you're right. I, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And, and I can't remember for the life of me who it was, but um I mean, it, it's it's tough to gauge because this is something that you're not going to predict. You know, you don't know what everybody's hobbies are. And for all we know, Madison Bumgarner could have never ridden a dirt bike in his life before this and just happened to, you know, hop on one and then screw himself up. Or he yeah. could be have been riding dirt bikes since he was five years old. And this just happened to be the one time that he finally took a turn wrong or, or whatever it is and wrecked. Um, I mean, it happens. Accidents happen. You can't fault the person for having an accident. That's why it's called an accident. But Absolutely. this hurts the team. It hurts, you know, him because he's not going to play. And, you know, he's he's had so many innings and successful innings at that that, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen when he comes back. He could be absolute garbage for the rest of this year when he comes back because of this injury. And, you know, that hurts every single person in fantasy that drafted him, 
in the mm-hmm. first round. We were just first talking about round, it absolutely. the the other week about you know the the show I was listening to about people were talking about getting dinged with their first round, second round picks. It always happens every year. Well, this is the year that Madison Bumgarner is that guy for you. You know, uh, and Sterling Marte is also that guy for you because he was probably a second round, maybe third pick. So, you know, his at least is not injury related. It's just stupidity related. Um, yeah. And and he's he's suspended now. But, you know, do you want to keep Bumgarner on your DL for two and a half, maybe three months? I mean, I think you have to, but. I, I do. I think you do have to, and that spot. that sucks. Yeah, at least he's going to be in a DL spot, unlike Sally Marte, who can't fill a DL spot. He's just eating your bench. That sucks. Well, yeah, unless you unless you have a league that's got you know a DL slash suspended or or an NA spot that NA allows spot, you to yeah. hold him, then then you're golden. But yeah, if not, you know. I'm not afraid to drop him. He was dropped in in one of my leagues, and and he's already been picked up. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's the, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to drop him. I mean, unless it's like a super shallow league, like eight teams or something like that. Like, look, toss him aside. Just you can probably find a ton of guys on the wire, waiver wire at that point who, you know, they're not going to be as good, but you'll be almost better off at that point. But look, he fills a DL spot. Just put him in there. Move on and just forget about him. Um, and that's what we're going to do. So we're going to forget about it, just move on. And the next topic I want to bring up, man, and we've been, you and I have been going back and forth about this, <clears throat> not arguing, just we've been straight up complaining to each other about this. Weekly lineup leagues. I don't, am I wrong? You don't, you don't get it either, right? Like, I don't get the why this is such a popular league format. Um, I and I get it, but I I, it. I prefer daily uh, just because I like to, to have more control. It's a yeah. narcissistic thing for me, but I mean, it, it, I also know. like to win, and it's hard to win. I think it's harder to win a weekly league. I 100% agree. And so where where this stems from for the listeners is that AJ and I are sharing a team together. It's a Razzball league. We talked about it a few weeks ago you know, during our, during the, uh, the last spring training episode. We talked about our draft. And look – we had a fantastic draft. It was an auction league. We loved our team going in. We don't love our team so much anymore <laughs> because we've got Mickey Cabrera on the DL, Josh Donaldson on the DL. Every single week we have had empty spots in our roster because somebody gets hurt on like Monday or Tuesday. This week it's Mitch Haniger. It's also Brandon Crawford. It's also... Isn't somebody else hurt? Oh, David Freeze. We now Freeze. we now have three empty spots. Um, not to mention our two most expensive players on the DL. <clears throat> I understand the fact that you don't want people streaming in and out every single day, 
You know, you don't want people adding and dropping every day just to fill roster spots. Look, I understand that. But that's when you put in limited waiver moves, only letting it run once or twice a week. Um, you put in fab. You do something to reduce that, okay? I actually like that concept. What I hate is that, look, we have three holes in our lineup. We have three people on our bench. We can't put in to fill that hole. We, there's nothing. We're getting zero. We, for, we've had holes in our lineup almost the entire season. And we've been hanging on between anywhere between like second and fourth place. I think now, because of this week alone, we have finally dropped to like sixth place. This is the lowest we've been. And there is nothing, nothing we can do about it. We're just sitting here staring at zero. And it's awful. Um, I, you know, I think just let these, let these guys, let us make daily roster moves as far as like benching and starting players. Limit the number of moves per week. I, you know, I get that. You know, we're, we all have jobs. We all, you know, we've talked about this before. I get the fact that you want to like limit the streaming and the, and like the, the player like you, AJ, who is on it every single day, multiple times a day, looking at the waiver wire, going, "Oh, should I do this? Yep. Should I do that?" And every single day, you're adding and driving a catcher because your guy is like not playing that day, like crazy stuff like that. Because look, look, we all can't do it, and I get that. Um, but let me put in a player to sub in for an injured one I got on Monday. Like Christ, it's so awful. It just doesn't make any sense. It adds. Like you said, it adds so much randomness to an already random sport and game. Fantasy. There's almost there's almost no control we have over what we do. You know, with this. Now we're adding even less control. Why? Why? And I'm gonna stop because I could go on forever. I'm gonna let you comment. Yeah, I like I said, I, I think I mean, I'm just more, I'm a creature of habit. I'm more used to daily leagues. And now last year when we did the, the bigs league, that was our, that was our, my first foray back into any kind of weekly league in fantasy sports. I mean, football's kind of weekly, I guess, but you still control it all the time. So, um, but I, I I didn't play basketball, you know. Uh, I didn't do hockey. I didn't do weekly baseball leagues until that league. So it, it was just it was different. The the positives for it is that you set it and forget it. I mean, it, you don't have to. I mean, you have to worry about it, but you you go into it knowing there's nothing I can do about whatever outcome is going to happen at this point. All of our injuries. Yeah, they suck. They suck for our team, you know, and it's, it's good that it's a season long and it's not going to be like, right. Okay. Well now we're just getting banged on this week and, and I'm just going to chalk this week up to a loss, but you know, injuries going to, are going to happen to everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get sacked with an injury at some point. You're going to get sacked with three injuries at some point. That's why you have DL spots and 
if you're a good commish, you're going to give more than one DL spot. Because if you only have one DL spot, that's terrible. Unless you're in a four-team league and it's you're playing it with, you know, <laughs> your your best old friend, Charlie, who is invisible, and uh, you actually run all four teams. It doesn't matter. But... I, I think the other the other kick in the in the sack for for weekly leagues is the way that the moves are are set, and we we talked about this a little bit. The other the the one other league I'm in, um, I got screwed because I didn't read the rules correctly, and it's on me. I'm not blaming anybody else who set the league up. It's just the way Yahoo does their things. Is that the league itself locks for that next week at the arbitrary 3 a.m. Eastern Central or Eastern Standard Time on Sunday night. So Eastern Central Time? That's a good one. Yeah, Eastern Central Time, <laughs> yes. It's right next to, to Mountain West. Um, yeah. But the, uh, the the problem with that, the yeah. league, I'm sorry, the, the the transactions lock. You you can still set your lineup up until the first pitch of the first game or five minutes before the first game, whatever. Um, but then your your roster itself locks. But if you went to try to make a move, which I did um, Monday morning, it was for the following week because this timer kicked on. And, and it blocked me out from being able to have a catcher. So I had Gary Sanchez, who was put on the DL maybe late Saturday or, or Sunday of that weekend in my starting roster, and I had a dead spot. And then that same week, I lost Zach Britton. So it was the same thing. Or no, I lost him late Sunday. He goes on the DL, but I had already burned through my my six pickups for the week. So now again, week two, I have another empty spot. And it's mind-numbing because this week, I still had a pickup to make, and I was going to use it on a catcher because I dropped my catcher last week, thinking, ah, it's fine. I'll pick up someone later in the week, and I'll be good. Well, I didn't end up doing that. So now I'm rolling again catcherless for the third week straight now. And and it's like, uh, so you like I don't know. My team is winning, so I'm good with it. But yeah. it's going to so, catch but, up to me at some point. So you're basically telling me you're forced to leave an empty or a – you're basically forced to leave a pickup for Sunday night just in case somebody gets hurt on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you really are. That's, and it's it's six six pickups per week. So I'll, I'll I'll say this about the commissioner. That's not his fault. That's Yahoo. Dude. No no no, no. That's it's Yahoo. not. It's not that's his why fault I at all. Never play, that's why I never play on Yahoo. Because and Yahoo, it's like, you know, it's fine. Daily, it's a Yahoo thing. I didn't know it. I didn't read the rules enough to know how the transactions work. And yeah. and I believe they do say you know, transactions lock on. Sunday or whatever, or yeah. So that's it's, yeah, see, that's it's my own that's... fault, and yeah, it sucks. But again, it's like this past week, I had that move. I was able to make it Sunday if I wanted to, 
but I was at the O's game and then I was under the weather. You know, my wife and I were both sick. So it was like, we came home, went to bed. I was like, forget it, yeah. whatever. And then that's what it is. But it's, it's the problem with these leagues and, Yes, it's it's the nice set it forget it mentality. You don't have to worry about it, but you always have to worry about the next week in that week you're in. So I I don't know if it really breaks up the stress much because when you have a daily lineup, you're setting it and forgetting it. But then if you see somebody gets injured, you can change that out and make it make it work for you and then be like, yeah. oh, God, and then quash, quash that issue immediately. But now, you know, David Freeze, it's like, oh, great, he's out. Okay. And then yeah. you don't, if you don't have anybody on your bench, even in a daily league, you're still screwed. So, yeah. you know, and then last night, you have three rainouts in one day. You know, that's kind of unheard of, I feel yeah, like. but. Yeah. It's unusual, it's but yeah, I mean, that, happened, sucks. that that hurt a lot of people, but yeah, yeah. Look, I I just don't know. Someone someone's got to someone's got to call into the show. Someone's got to email, tweet me something, and talk me into why weekly leagues are better than daily transactional leagues. And I don't mean daily pickup leagues. I mean daily as in let me swap in the players that I already own. I mean, I have guys on my bench on this, in this weekly league and other weekly leagues that are good. Let me use them. I never use them because they're obviously worse than the guys that I have above them starting every week. But I'm like, why am I using these? It just, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. The only time it ever really makes sense, like to have all these bench players is for pitching. So I can just like load up on two start pitchers. And that's what we've been trying to do. We've been burned by that too, by like rainouts. Like in my other league, I got burned because I picked up Chen for a two week start and then the rainout got me. And it's like, you know, what are you going to do? Now I can't make up that second start because I can't swap in anybody. So that, that really blows. I mean, Chen wasn't the best pitcher. I only used him because he was two starts. And I'm like, well, I definitely wouldn't use him. I know he's going to get a rain out. Um, I don't know. It just someone's got someone's got to talk me into it. Hit me up on Twitter, ask Fantasy Six Pack. Talk me into this because I don't see the purpose of weekly leagues right now. I, I probably will not play any more of these going forward. I'm sorry. I just I just don't enjoy it. I like being able to use the players on my team at least. Um, and, I, and I feel like you are exactly with me on this one. We're super yeah, frustrated I, right now. I'm frustrated with it. But again, the one league, it's my own stupidity and fault. The other right. one, it's we're, we're hamstrung by it. I'm not necessarily yeah, signing off weekly leagues yet, but I still prefer daily. So, I mean, look, I, I mean, I, and I'll finish with this. I mean, I mean, look, one of the big reasons why we did this league is because, you know, it was, you know, uh, Razzball coming at us with, you know, hey, we're going to get a bunch of other writers from different sites together to do this, you know, quote-unquote experts league, you know, like you guys to join. It's like, yeah, sure, you know, like, you know, I'll play with, you know, see what we can do. Let's, 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 let's make this happen. But, um, yeah. You know, we're getting we're getting crushed by it right now. I mean, I'm looking at our team right now. One, two, three, four, five zeros on our roster tonight because of either rainouts or injuries that happened yesterday. And 
you know, all the injuries happened yesterday, and now we can't make up on it. That's that's almost an entire week's worth of missing stats. So, and right now we've got Jay Bruce on our bench, and he's actually doing fairly well. So that sucks. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a night of frustration. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I just felt like I yeah. had to go off on both of those topics. I don't know, man. I don't do it very often, but I'm just, I'm just sick of this stuff right now. So let's move on to some. I can't take. Actually, yeah, I might. Let's move on to some stuff that actually might help some players moving forward this week and maybe the week after. Injuries, man. There are a lot of them, and, and you did a lot more of the research than I did, so I'll let you go through a bunch of these. But the two I wrote down was, was Jack Peterson with a groin injury. We have a lot of groin injuries, man. I wrote about a bunch of groin injuries in my uh, my rest of the season up, uh, ranking update over Fantasy Six Pack. Like, started writing. I'm like, damn, there's like three people got got hit with groin injuries in the last week. I'm like, there's something wrong here. So. Yeah. You guys might want to start stretching down there. You know what I mean? That can't be fun. Yeah, exactly. But Jack, Jack Peterson on a 10-day DL uh, with a groin injury. And uh, because the – and I'll kind of skip around here real quick, but because the the Dodgers are kind of hit with a bunch of injuries in the outfield right now, they've called up Cody Bellinger. And he's been a monster down at the minors. So – and definitely give this guy a look. I, I don't know what we're going to be able to expect average-wise. Until this year, he kind of struggled behind the plate average-wise, but dude, the power is legit. I mean, if this guy's going to make contact, it's going to hit. he's going to hit the ball real far. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm worth taking a shot on him. Or I think it's worth taking a shot on him. If, if, if you got the room, you know, you got somebody who you can drop, or if you own Peterson, DL him, just pick up Bellinger type of thing. He's probably owned in most leagues at this point. Owned in every single league I play in. Um, so, and then one of the ones that's hitting us, Mitch Haniger, uh, oblique, gonna hit the 10-day DL. Probably gonna be out a lot longer than 10 days, which is, sucks for us because he's been on fire to start the season. Um, but. You know, that, that's, a, that's a big blow to an already pretty thin Seattle team at this point. And I'll let you have the floor since you did all this research today. I'll let you, let you run with it. All right. Yeah, so a couple of, uh, a couple of big names, and, and a lot of these actually came up today. Um, uh, the one guy, the first guy I have here, Jose Altuve, his was from yesterday. He, he did um, – he had a collision – in the field there and he was taken out. I think he was taken out of the game, um, but he avoided a concussion, which was the good news. The bad news was that he was out for tonight's game um, due to some shoulder soreness. So I would consider him day to day. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez got the start um, in place of him. So, you know, just keep an eye on that situation. I, I don't think you have too much to worry about though. Um, he should be back this week. Uh, King Felix is right to the DL10. He's out at least two to three weeks um, with some right shoulder inflammation. And, you know, look, we, we talked about Felix earlier on um, in our uh, preview. Um, and he's another one of those guys that we weren't, and correct me if I'm wrong with, with your thoughts on it, but 
we weren't super high on him because of all the mileage on it on his arm and you know the the down seasons he's had because of that he he kind of had a nice bounce back last year but i wasn't expecting too much out of him this year so this really comes as no surprise to me um a couple of guys i do like uh that, that may be on your your free agent wire to to get as possible replacements uh brandon mccarthy's been pitching really well um you know he's kind of prone to having a blowout at some point or his own injury um but he's he's been a guy that's been pretty solid hector santiago is another guy that's been kind of a waiver wire darling um and even uh even miguel gonzalez in, in the white Sox, he had a fantastic game on monday uh i mean i know kansas city's been kind of reeling to start the year uh sorry marsh but that's the fact and um I, I mean, Gonzalez has just looked good, though. What's that? Not that he's listening. Uh, I, exactly, but whatever. You got to throw a dig out there <laughs> when you can. Um, and then uh, the next guy, uh, next injury we had was today. Um, Jose Abreu left the White Sox game, speaking of Mickey Gonzalez. Um, he's considered day to day with a hip injury. Um, David Freeze, who we kind of talked about, he's he's been out the past couple of days with right hamstring soreness. Um, out again tonight. Uh, Josh Harrison was uh, starting at third, and uh, Goslin, I think his name is, was was coming in to play second. Um, the probably the biggest surprise name is uh, Eric Tims Thames, however you want to say it. Um, yeah, he has been a monster and he is now day to day. Yeah. He, he's now day to day with a left hamstring tightness. Um, he left today's game early as well as a precaution. So keep an eye on him. Um, you know, I, I don't, it didn't sound like it was anything major, but, uh, you know, hamstrings can linger and, you know that's something that's that's gonna sap his power potentially. So, um, you know, I think they're they're doing the right thing, getting him out. And, well, what and what I worry about with hamstrings and anything, man, is the reoccurrence, the reaggravation of a hamstring. Players come back from hamstring injuries far too early all the time, and they run down first. You know, they try and beat up that little slow roller to third base or whatever. And uh, you just run as hard as you can, and bam, it snaps again. And it's usually worse the second time. I've done it myself, man. You know, playing sports, you go out there, you're like, oh, I'm good. And then, man, you just you get out there, and it's just so much worse. So that's what I worry more about with him. Yeah. So, again, like I said, something to, to keep an eye on there. Um, Denard Spann went on the DL-10 with a clavicular joint sprain um i I mean i have a note in here is is anyone even using denard span i i guess so um i i i mean if you're in a deeper league sure but i don't know i don't know how much really i put him on here because it was espn league (laughs) yeah It, it was one of the first things that popped up on the news when i was reading i was like oh okay and then i was like wait a minute what all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm kidding. 
Nothing. So your your boy AJ Griffin here uh, is on the DL10 right now, but he he'll be making a rehab start on Friday. My boy AJ Griffin. Why, <laughs> why is this my boy? I don't get it. Because he was <laughs> wasn't he the guy that was that the the other guy was trying to trade to you for Sonny Gray. Initially, oh, he wanted to give you right, Griffin. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I was then, like, nah, you got to give me somebody better than Griffin. Although Griffin did yeah. have like two phenomenal he, starts right after I declined the trade. <laughs> like, I know. Damn it, I, I saw that. I <laughs> was like, you called it too. You were like, you watch. He's gonna, he's gonna be awesome as soon as you say no to this trade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was. So, nah, whatever. I'm still. Fine. Yeah, I'll take DJ but, um, for Sunny Gray any day. <laughs> oh yeah. I still, I still am good with the trade, but I had to, whatever. had to throw that one in there. Um, but he'll be making a rehab start Friday. The the rest of well, no, sorry, he's the first of the the coming back list. Um, he's expected to join the club next week at some point. Um, two more guys that uh, that I just noticed info on today. Two relief pitchers, um, Coda Glover, who was potentially anointed the closer uh, is now on the DL 10 with a hip impingement. Um, He has, uh, he he just got lit up yesterday for two runs. So um, I don't know if this had something to do with it. And then they decided, okay, well, you're, you're not right. We're going to sit you down, get you better. Um, Sean Kelly's expected to get the bulk of the work. Um, uh, another reliever who has a, had a really good start, Mike Dunn for Colorado. He's yeah. on the DL10 with back spasms now. Um, and then uh, the last guy that I have that's sort of out, uh, you talked about groin issues. This is probably one of your boys here, Brandon Crawford. Well, we already mentioned Crawford. Um, yeah, I mentioned, yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Yeah, he's dealing with a groin issue, but he was also placed on the bereavement list. Um, so I think he has to sit a minimum three games for that. I think um, so, yeah. So it can it's a minimum three and then up to five or seven, something like that. So keep an eye on him. He'll probably be out, you know, at least into the weekend, um, depending on how he's doing from the groin after that. And then a couple more guys that should be on their way back, um, Sam Dyson, who we talked about, is not really being worthwhile in the uh, Texas closing situation. He's being activated Friday and looks to be uh, headed towards some low leverage situations. So if he can, you know, get his confidence back in, in those situations, they may decide to move him back into higher leverage. But uh, at this point, it doesn't seem like that's the case. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, who's been dealing with a hamstring issue, is uh, expected to return to the rotation on Monday against Miami. And uh, George Springer, um, who was injured late last week, uh, has a hamstring that he's dealing with as well. Um, he was potentially going to come back Tuesday, uh, but he missed the start uh, yesterday. Did come into the game later um, as a, a pinch hitter, I believe. Had one at bat, and then I believe may have played in the field a little bit to finish out the game. But he also didn't start tonight, so 
he is, uh, you know, he's day to day right now. Um, but it, it seems like he's getting close. Um, look for uh, Josh Reddick to come in and, and continue to, um, get, get the starts in, in his absence. Yeah. And, and there's one other guy that I don't think, um, and it happened closer to the show last week, but still after that we didn't mention here was Cam Cam Bedrosian for the the Angels is on the DL. Uh, I want to say it's I don't remember what it is now. I don't have it up in front of me, but I don't think he's going to be out very long. But look, if you're in desperate need of saves, I mean, it looks like Bud Norris is actually going to be the guy. Um, I went out and grabbed him in one of my leagues. I was like, screw it. I'll take a few saves. Um, you know, so so there's that. And then another closer that looks like he's close to returning is Zach Britton. There's no timetable yet, but everything for the MRI has come back clean. He's been throwing. I have not seen the update today. There was supposed to be one today. And because I was traveling back with the family from uh, vacation. Zach Britton is expected to begin a minor league rehab assignment with Double A Bowie on Friday. So there you go. If he, uh, I think if he gets past there, um, it's probably a game, maybe two at best, right? And then he's going to be back. You know, Brad Brock's been awesome. Yeah. His absence, but you know, this is Britton's job. He's not going to lose it due to injury. Um, so Brad Brock is droppable and save only leagues as soon as Britain comes back. So there you go. So at least some good news for for owners and for O's fans because look, Brad Brock's awesome, but I love having that O'Day, Brock, Britain, and then Givens in front of them if you need a type of you know that that foursome dude. They are unstoppable. It's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah, uh, Cam Bedrosian, <clears throat> um groin entry. That's who it was. I knew there was another one. Uh, I was going to say that, but I didn't for some reason. I probably should have. Like, everything else has been that way. Might as well. Um, So another guy on the waiver wire, probably available in a lot of leagues right now, is Seattle first baseman Dan Vogelbach. Now, this guy, you know, he's he's another another power hitter. Um, He was supposed to have broken the broken camp with the team but he struggled hard in the spring um and so they sent him back down to the minors and yeah, he he did well down there you know hit two home runs 309 um this a young guy young ish he's 24 i actually thought he was younger than that but you know, look, I mean, this guy was supposed to get the ball because of playing time there. They called him up. He's going to get a lot of time now. I think they're just – Seattle's struggling right now, so I think they're just going to play him. Um, go ahead and pick him up, but just be aware that there will be, I think, plenty of peaks with this guy. He's probably going to strike out at a pretty good clip. Uh, I mean, I'm looking last – I didn't even know he got called up last year. He had caught up last year. Granted, it was only eight games. He struck out 46% of the time. <laughs> that's got, I mean, that's got to improve, right? I mean, that's, that's miserable. Uh, I, I but, would hope so. 
<laughs> I mean, wow, forty six. I mean, that, that's worse than Keon Broxton. Holy crap! Um, yeah, <laughs> Broxton's not good. Uh, man, big swing and a miss on my part of there. So, I, I do. I love Broxton going into the year, but he's in atrocious. Thirty eight percent. Man, so bad. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, second look at you know, I would just keep an eye on him at this point, especially if you're first base. You know, needy. Team, which I think a lot of teams are at this point. First base, pretty pretty bad. I I notice a trend in my six pack article article every week where I do a stud and dud every week for the week before. All three weeks so far, because I started with started a week two. All three weeks have been first baseman. And so I'm like, damn, this is bad. First base is not. And we talked about it. Like first base was bad coming into this year. But, like, these top guys that you didn't expect to be bad are bad right now. So, you know, just I would keep an eye on him because first base is is bad for a lot of teams. Anyway, man, I think we're actually going to be close to an hour here. So let's, uh, let's finish it up here. A couple of beats. So from at left, left CT. Sure. Um, who would you hold on to this season? Wade Miley, Jason Vargas, Kevin Gosman, or Kendall Graveman? Interesting that Gosman is in this in the, is in this situation. We've talked about how bad he has been. He he's on our bench in our weekly league. We were just like done with you, dude. Figure this out on our bench. Um, what do you think here, like? Long term, you're talking like rest of the season. Who do you believe in <sighs> out of those four? I mean, I think I think Vargas might have the best situation if Kansas City's offense can get moving a little bit better. Um, I, I'm going to go with Vargas and. And I'm gonna say Miley because I mean, although they they no, didn't. One. You gotta pick one. Who would you hold on to? One. Oh, it's only one. Then I'm then I'm I going Vargas. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know why I was thinking two, but with all those names, yeah, I figured I'll pick two. <laughs> um, my my order would be Vargas, Miley, Graveman, Gosman. Miley. And that that. Hmm. All right. I, I think we have if, very, if he we have can very get and, on this one, if he can get the uh, for Miley, if he can get the run support, which he did not get last night, then I, I think he can stay in games. And I mean, he's gonna have a, a bad game, you know, or several at some point. But <laughs> I was gonna say several. Yes, they are coming. But all of these guys are. I mean, if you have to choose one of these four, I think Vargas is in the best situation. He's in a good park for pitchers, and and he has an offense that once they get moving, I think will will help him out. But he's looked great so far. All right. So we're going to differ quite differently on this one. So long-term all-season – as today, I'm going 
Gosman, Vargas and Graveman are kind of tied for me for second, and then Miley last. Look, I know Gosman is killing teams. I am a owner of him in two different leagues. I'm holding on to him. He is better than what he is showing right now. Unless he's injured and not telling anybody, I think he's way better than this, and I think he's going to figure it out. Something's going on with his command, maybe his mechanics, something. Maybe they skip him a start just to work on the mechanics, to figure this out. I think he's so much better than this. There is no way this guy, who had a phenomenal second half last season, an overall really good season last year, all of a sudden, this bad. I mean, come on. We're talking like Shelby Miller territory where he went from like good to just straight trash. I don't think he's that bad. Maybe this is the Homer O's fan talking, but I don't think he's this bad. Vargas and Graveman, eh. I kind of lean Graveman more than Vargas because I think Graveman's a little younger and I still think he's got some upside with him. But look, I mean, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. The strikeouts aren't going to continue. I mean, this guy, he's never been this. I mean, yeah, sure, the the velocity's up, but I don't know. I mean, the Ks have already kind of dropped back down from the first couple of games down to six. But, I mean, I'm looking at his FIP and his ex-FIP. They're in the fours, right where they always have been. His ERA's at two. Something's going to give here. The blow-up games are coming. He has not allowed... <laughs> Left on base percentage is at 100%. Something's going to give with him, right? Like, the blow-up game is coming. Uh, Vargas, look, I think we all know what Vargas really is at this point. Is a is a 34-year-old pitcher all of a sudden figuring it out, and he's a, you know, a two-and-a-half. You know, I'm going to go with two-and-a-half because the area is 1.4. Right now, we know that that's not going to get you know, all of a sudden, this guy figure out how to pitch you know, at the top of the game level? Probably not. Um, I mean, his walk rate is nothing compared to what it usually is. So once the walks walk start coming, um, you know, I, I just think regression, big-time regression is coming for him. And Miley, oh, my God. I have no idea how Miley is doing it. I'm sorry. Like, I love it because I'm a nose fan. I have no idea how Miley's doing it. Miley is walking almost five batters a game. How in the hell do you have a two ERA and you're walking five batters a game? That's not that's not possible. That is not going to keep up. So Miley is dead last on my list. I'm sorry. It's just like Miley has shown signs of being good in the past, but they never sustained. So Miley is dead last on my list. In the- but I get it, man. I get it if you want to move on from Gosling. I just can't do it. Not for these guys. All right. Next question. So next question here from good friend of the show, Timster2340. Need replacement for Mitch Hanniger, Corey Dickerson, Michael Conforto, Steven Souza. Who you got? I mean, they're they're all pretty good options, honestly. Um, I feel like I'm going to go with Souza, then Dickerson, then Conforto. Um, 
I, mostly because I own Souza, so I know more about him and what he's doing. Um, and and he's just playing well. Um, this is top, I don't this top know. Top research, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I go off of the guys that are on my team. <laughs> but no, I do like Dickerson. I've been I've been kind of keeping an eye on him as well. Um, I mean, I've heard good things about Conforto. He sounds like he's just tearing the ball uh, off. So, I mean, he's someone to keep an eye on. But, I mean, he hasn't had great success. Um, so, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Souza right now. Yeah, I'm going with Souza also, and um, it he's playing well. We've seen. Right now, it's Souza. I mean, look, in a week when Souza decides he doesn't want to hit the ball anymore because he does this, fine, drop him and pick up the next guy. But uh, <clears throat> it's Souza, then Dickerson. Look, Tampa Bay Rays offense isn't great, so um, neither one of those guys is fantastic. They're not going to have a lot of RBI chances. But uh, Souza's better right there. And Conforto, look, Conforto's good. If he was getting regular playing time, then I'd say go for it. But he's not. Uh, and you're talking about bad offenses. The Mets are like one of the worst in the league right now, I feel like. And he basically doesn't do anything unless he hits a home run because nobody's hitting him in. He, there's nobody on base in front of him for him when he does hit. But look, he's got in the last 10 games, he's pinched hit twice off another time and off another time. So that's four games in the last 10 that he hasn't played, basically. You can't rely on that. So, you know, it, it's Souza, and I, I don't think it's really close. So I think we agree there. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, this is probably the closest we've been to an hour ever, and I'm pretty shocked considering just a couple of, uh, a couple of the uh, topics we had. I thought the rant would go on forever, but um, good stuff. And uh, hit us up on Twitter. At Fantasy Six Pack, at Apple Garth Algar, and uh, we will see you all next week. Yeah, my final uh, final statement, just to extend the show a little longer. Um, of course. My my one weekly league where I am Sands catcher, I'm currently winning seventy one to sixty six, after having thrown out Chad Cool on uh, Monday with its. Negative oh. 18. Oh, Negative 18 brutal. blasting. That was brutal. But uh, but but your boy, Mr. Walks-A-Lot, uh, Wade Miley, hooked me up with a 17 last night, um, and I got a 14 out of Ryu. So I'm facing his pitching staff of Kluber, who hasn't gone yet, Lester, who has only got five points right now and is losing, um, Verlander, who hasn't gone yet, Salazar, who hasn't gone yet, and Jameson Tyon. So uh, I'm thankful that I only have to face a one-start week from all of those guys. Yeah, um, getting fortunate. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely helping. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll see if I can uh, manage to pull this one out if uh, hopefully Chad Cool does not do that again this weekend. Man, who had the worst game, Chad Cool? Or Amir Garrett. <laughs> cool oh, in, in this league. Did he really? I, oh, I, wow. Yeah. I think so. Let me let me check did for Garrett, you real quick. Garrett only went three, three and a third, struck out one guy, and allowed nine. 
Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you in a second. Hold on. Because me and my buddy, me and my buddy, were talking about it last night. Um, come on, go to the matchup. I actually want to see in our in our points league. Garrett, let's see here. We yeah, got Garrett. he was only negative thirteen. How? How many earned runs did he allow? Cool. Nine as well. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because he, he only went he only, he only went went one and two thirds. All right, that makes yep. more sense. Okay. Yeah, the innings were yeah. a lot worse. Whoa. All right. Yeah, and in our league, cool was negative twenty one. <laughs> Amir Garrett was negative sixteen. Brutal. Now, aren't you brutal, aren't brutal. you happy that I talked you out of adding cool for that two start week? Oh wait, that was you, and I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I was like, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, no, 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 no. He's playing the Cubs. You're like, oh, the Cubs are hitting the wall right now. I was like, ah, oh, fuck that, it's the Cubs. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a bad match. <laughs> all right, we will end on that, and uh, see you all next week. All right, have a good one.